You guys ready to chop it up? Welcome back to the Chop It Up podcast. I know I look a little different today. As you guys know, we are in the holiday season um, and we are so excited. We are at the end of the year. Uh, this has been such a beautiful year. Um, just from the top, I just want to thank all our guests, everyone, all our listeners. Thank you. You guys made this podcast you know, possible and you guys have inspired me and motivated me as well. So I just want to thank all our listeners. Our podcast has definitely grown and now we have officially made a year. So we have officially passed the year mark. We started this podcast a year ago, November of 2020. So I'm really grateful. Um, I thank all of us, my team and everyone. So we just want to thank you all. Um, Welcome back to the Chop It Up. This is our final episode, and I really wanted us to have an organic conversation as we close out the year, right? Close out the year on a high note, on a positive note, and as we plan for 2022, um, and if God brings us into a new chapter of our life and a new journey, how does that look? So I'm so excited for uh, today's guest because no, there is no better way to really close off the year than really holistically having him uh, be a part and, and, and having his voice be a, a, a charge to send, off, send, us, send us out um, as we close off 2021. So again, welcome, welcome back. And to my special guest, thank you so much for joining us. I wanna get the bio out of the way for our listeners. We will be speaking with the amazing Pastor Dennis Dillon. Uh, Pastor Dennis carries a strong teaching anointing and has been in a pastoral ministry for over, for almost 40 years. He is an accomplished Bible scholar, community empowerment strategist, and he's also the publisher of the New York Christian Times newspaper, as well as several books and magazines. He has provided leadership in several key corporate community economic benefit negotiations and has worked with many small businesses and community organizations, such as Macy's, uh, McDonald's, Chase, Citibank, and the Daily News. These are some of the major corporations he has worked with. In addition, he served on several boards, including the Greater Harlem Chamber of commerce in his recognition in recognition of his work he has been honored with well over 200 national and local awards including recently recognized as one of the top 10 new york leaders let me say that again the top 10 new york leaders alongside reverend R. shopton and new york Governor Cuomo. Pastor Dennis is married to the beautiful Dr. Zenzi Dillian, and they are blessed with five children and five grandchildren. Pastor, welcome. How are you? I, I thank you very much, and I am doing great. And 
I just want to salute you. You're looking Christmassy and amazing. Thank <laughs> so, you so much. Thank you. And, and yeah. just inspired by your energy and uh, just knowing that, as you stated, 2021 was uh, quite a year, but certainly it's ending on a strong note. And I can't wait for 2022. Carmisha, I'm excited about what God is getting ready to do. I, uh, amen. And I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to work on a few strategic events. And, you know, it's so ironic that this moment between us is so full circle. And at the top of, you know, I was trying to kind of figure out how am I going to entitle this particular, you know, episode, because we always want to end a note, the year on a high note. And I think it will be fitting that I and you, that we both dedicate this episode for our beloved friend and the one that brought us close, Basha Reddick. That, yes? is, that is indeed true. Yes, yes. We, we lost Basha uh, about this time last year, yes. uh, as we did lost so many others all around uh, the city of New York and, and across the country. Uh, this pandemic has really shown us the value of life and the yes. importance of loving each other and serving each other. So certainly we, we, we will always cherish the memories of Basha Riddick. She was one of a kind, wasn't she? She was one of a kind. Full circle. She brought us together. She told me about you. She said, Kamisha, you have to meet him. If you're doing stuff in the community, you have to meet him. And so it's totally full circle having you on. Certainly, it was not for my chance encounter with her. We would have never met. So certainly, I would love to dedicate this to my dear friend. And so, Pastor, I want to thank you for coming on. I know you're working on an amazing event as we end 2021. Um, so I want to thank you so much for your time and just availing yourself to a great conversation, just to uplift our spirits as we move forward. You know, I wanted to kind of bring you on because you're such an inspirational man. You always provide me with great wisdom as well. And I just want to thank you for that. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, how do you, you know, a lot happened last year and this year. We're still dealing with the aftermath of COVID-19. We're still dealing with, you know, even this around this season, there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of uncertainty in all our lives. How do you deal? How do you weather those storms when they come knocking right at your door? I, I want to just uh, focus on this. I, I believe very strongly in what I call the power of hope. And the power of hope is really having the ability and the capacity not so much to allow your circumstances to overwhelm you, but be so focused on what will be that you allow your vision, your passion, your drive, your commitment to overwhelm and overpower your circumstances. That is my formula to everyone. Just live with a power of hope. So you're not so focused on where you are present challenges, the present struggles and challenges, because you're so focused on what will be. And you grow to understand that, that, that um, um, tomorrow's history is what you're creating right now. And, and I always encourage people to live in the moment, but not 
for the moment. You know, uh, live with a passion and that drive that 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 there is more that I shall rise that that we will win that there is victory um, that despite the challenges I always talk about the glory in the tragic story so 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 we could allow ourselves to be overcome by our challenges and our circumstances or we could by the power of our faith and our drive overcome those challenges and those circumstances and that's really what keeps me going every day it fuels my drive just about every day the power of hope and the power, the power of not living yeah not living in the in the present but kind of being like a fortune teller kind of like thinking to the future right thinking to the future and and living with that perspective of it it will get better if I continue yeah, to live, if I continue to move forward. Yeah, a, a, good, a, good, a, good, a good thing to call it is vision. Mm. You, you know, um, the, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. And, and I often say where there is a vision, Kalisha, the people prosper. Yes. So we yes. have to now focus on, wow, because I have a vision, it drives me, it fuels me, it gets me up every day, it gets me going and gets me moving because I know that there is more because I see it. And that is the power, by the way, that's where a lot of us kind of fall short mm. because we're seeing it and the power is to see it. That's what vision is all about. And, 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 and I talk about the fact that we're not, you're not living a life where you got to see things to believe them. You are living a life where you are believing things in order to see them. Mm. And that's the perspective that we ought to focus on. So I'm not seeing what's going on around me. Now I am seeing what I will accomplish as I rise above it. Wow. That's a very great way to look at it. It's a very great way to look at it. I want to ask you, certainly, because even as I'm, we are having this conversation, we all have turmoil in our lives. And I even was speaking to you about some unexpected things that arise that I also have to adjust myself and adjust, you know, my perspective. I wanted to ask you, how do you, when you're in it, because it's good to what you're saying, like you and I understand it. But when you're in that mess, when you're in that funk, when you can't really see it, right? You can't see your way out of it. How do you deal? How do you cope? How do you have hope? I, I, I think um, um, my, my Jamaican grandparents used to tell me, if you want good, you know, that you run. And what that simply means is this. Um, if you really want to experience any great success in life, you have to go through the difficulties that will get you there. I've learned in life that, 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 that the fullness of our power comes through the hardship and the challenges that we experience. I remember one of my first time uh, hiring a fitness trainer 
Um, and, and I went uh, because I realized I needed to tone, I needed some muscles, I, I, I needed to be fitter, I, I needed to be healthier um, right. in terms of my physiology. And, and so I went to a trainer and I had this very calm female trainer. And um, I remember after a couple of days of some simple little routines that she put me through, I got up two days after and I could not walk. <laughs> I was literally in pain and I said, what happened? She didn't do that much, but the routines and the, the rigor and, and all that she put me through and caused me to do, yes. it, 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 it puts me in pain. Um, and, and so the answer to that, real question which is a good point is to understand that um i, I gotta go through pain for the gain yeah you know that that's that's the only way to get here a, a, another scripture says count it all joy mm. god said be happy be happy when you go through various trials various struggles various hardships and testing because it is through these difficulties and challenges that we get better. Mm. What some people go through to get where they are. I don't care if, if you play tennis or basketball or you know golf for that matter. If, if you want to be a fitness buff, uh, if, if you want to get a PhD or a doctorate degree, all of that stuff comes, all of that stuff comes with some pain. Yes. Folks have to become conscious of the fact that the good stuff comes with bad stuff. It Absolutely. comes with pain. It comes with heartache. It comes with challenges. And, 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 and I, again, my key word of encouragement to any, and everybody here right now is it doesn't matter what it is that you're going through, whether it's a relationship issue, a family issue, um, a, a finance issue, a health issue, um, um, and other kinds of challenges that we all deal with in life. Um, see beyond the pain. See beyond the see beyond all of that, because you know the Bible admonishes and reminds us so many times that you really can't get to the place of victory and success without going through some pain. That's right. That's right. It's beautiful. So we're walking into 2022 in a few weeks. What are five pointers that you will leave with anyone as they're starting their New Year's resolution, as they're starting their New Year plans? Not necessarily resolutions. I think that's out the window by now, but as they really trying to figure out their next move, right? Whether it be professionally or spiritually, what are some advice or suggestions can you give or just some manifestations that we can daily do to ensure that we are living up and we are, we are showing up for ourselves in the new year? And I will, I will try to get to five. The first and the foremost one that I will say to everybody and this is important, and that is to put God first in your life. That's fine. 
because I think a lot of people really miss that and really don't fully understand that. And I think as we kind of journey through this pandemic and deal with uh, the difficulties and look at the losses that we've all sustained, I, I will tell you, you know, um, I did a, an article a couple of months ago, maybe a year now, and I talk about how my contact list has shrunk. Mm. And, and I'm interested that there has not been a lot of new people added to my list, but during this pandemic, I, I you know, I've lost associates, uh, staff members, um, congregants, uh, um, colleagues, uh, just about every week. Wow. Um, still losing some. And I realize how precious life is. And because life is so precious, what an opportunity we all have to put God first in our lives and not by theory, because we have a tendency sometimes to have this flirtation with God as opposed to a personal relationship with him. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I think it is so key for us to love on family. Mm. I don't know that we spend enough time doing that. And that would probably be my second bit of advice uh, for yes. everybody. Spend more time with family, love on family. And, 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 and uh, you, you know, let everybody around you, family, friends, colleagues, uh, let them feel the power of your love so that they know that you really love them. The third thing that I would say to folks, and that is, you know, get the chip off your shoulders. A lot of mm. us walk around and, and we're carrying all of these baggages, uh, particularly with people. Yes. Relieve them. Because the way you rise and aspire to success is when you have the capacity to free yourself of the baggages that we oftentimes carry. The, the, mm. the, you know, you may have been disappointed by an ex or uh, maybe your parents, you know, didn't do right by you or maybe, you, you know, your children didn't do right by you, whatever it is. We have to now learn how to let those things go and free ourselves from them. The, the fourth thing that I would say is, is a success attitude over a survival mentality. Mm, that's a um, deep one. Yeah, a success attitude over a survival mentality. You have a lot of people who almost most people, in fact, day in, day out, they are they have a survival mentality. And with yeah. that survival mentality, um, they they live to survive mm. as opposed to thriving to succeed. And so I encourage people to thrive, to get to that level where it's about success, it's not about survival. And the fifth that I would share with people, and that is to make your money work for you and not just work for your money. Wonderful. And, and that's kind of where a lot of people are. We're working for our money, but we're not, we're not managing money. We're not managing wealth. We're not creating wealth. We're not building wealth. And we build wealth through a lot of ways. Um, insurance plan. Um, proper sound investment, business owner 
ownership, home ownership. These are just some of the key things that I want to say to folks uh, as you journey. And that's five I guess I could probably go with 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Make it all even. No, I love it. And I think what I heard, family, putting family first and making them a priority. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Putting God, making God a part of our deal, like literally a part of a, our business plan, literally Amen. making him a part Amen. of our business Amen. plan, because with him, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. And I love the fact that you said that thriving right because some people do have that type of hustle mentality like they have to make the dollar but no it's about thriving beyond that making your mm-hmm. money work for you right you spoke about investing different ways of investing real estate um opening up for uh, 401k or whatever the case may be but find yourself and get in the knowledge i think those are so imperative especially right now as we're walking out of this pandemic and even we don't know what it's entail next year but more so for people of color you work within communities of color you have an amazing church and um it's called rise uh ny rise new york but i love the mission the mission is not about you know we're just going to take right from the congregants we're going to take from the people we want to empower our congregants. We want to empower our community. And so you, what I admire about you and why I kind of wanted us to have this conversation to show leadership in this way, you have strategically aligned yourself with some heavy hitters, both in government, in corporations, and in the community. Let's talk a little bit about that as we wrap it up. How have you been able to strategically, you know, involve God, have God be a part of the conversation, but still make money, still make things happen, make impact? I, I think it's important for us to understand that, 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 that there is no dichotomy between our relationship with God and having a commitment to God and occupying the space that God has given to us to occupy. In, 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 in fact, we need to understand how closely they are related. The most successful people on the land should always be the people of God because at the end of the day, it becomes a disconnect for you to be claiming a relationship with God, but you are broke, busted, and, 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 and messed up. I think it's important for us to really understand these dynamics. And um, those who know me and understand my mission, mandate, and commitment will know that for me, it's not so much about making money. It's about having impact. It's about empowering community. It's about transforming life but very, very key to understand that there is no separation. In fact, the mandate of God, the first mandate that God gave to man is a mandate of dominion. It's a mandate of ownership. It's a mandate of occupation and turf control. And so every person who is committed to God and desire to be in the will of God, have to go back to have dominion over the, the land, over the, the fish, over the, the birds, over the air, the atmospheric realm, if, if, if you will, the earth, the lithospheric realm, the waters, the hydrospheric realm. And so that's what God has given us control over. 
And we have to move to the level where we begin to take greater dominion over all that the Lord has given to us and know that um, there's a huge difference between a faulty prosperity theology that's about um, some individuals, ministers, whoever they are, enriching themselves through the word of God, as opposed to the broader body of believers and the men and women of God understanding the responsibility that God has given to you to have dominion over your resources and over your communities. That's beautiful. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, what are your thoughts as you say that? Because, you know, we have a diverse listener pool and a lot of um, young people, especially, they don't believe in church, right? They don't believe in, you know, pastors or looking up to pastors or, you know, because they find that a lot of times they're hypocrites in the church. We hear that a lot, right? Um, and recently, as you may have seen on the news, um, a very uh, popular, re renowned pastor has just been, you know, found with a large sum of money um, in his church possession in his in, in the building, I believe. And so, you know, there's a lot of question about, you know, people in the church and pastors and faith. So, um, some, you know, so what is your say? What is your take on that with someone that might be questioning the validity of even trusting in God, quote unquote, from you know, from a pastor or going to church? Like, what would, you, what would you say with someone who's probably wrestling with that, you know, not, not, not trusting of the institution because of past hurts? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think the most important thing uh, for us to know and understand and that God is, is bigger than church. God is yes. beyond church. God is the invisible force and master of the universe. God is not just invisible, he's, he's invincible, he's, he's incredible, he's indescribable. You know, so, so we can't even bring God within the confine or the construct of our limited finite minds and right. imagination. So that's first and foremost. And everybody got to understand that if you breathe air, um, um, you, are, you have a connection with God. It is God. I don't care who you are. Call yourself whatever. Um, the reality is that God is this invisible force. So you, God could very well be the oxygen you're breathing in. Because yeah. that's the invisible force. You and I are talking now, I don't know where in the world you are, but I'm in a totally different place. And you're seeing my picture, I'm seeing yours. You're going to send this out and people all over the world are going to see it. You know, that just doesn't happen. It's traveling through the atmospheric realm, particularly in the troposphere. If it journeys up, it journeys up to the stratosphere or the mesosphere or the, 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 the endosphere, the, whatever it does, it is traveling at some level. All of that is first, and, and, and I'm passionate about this, the proof that there's an invisible power and an invisible force. There's far more stuff in the invisible world, I call it the atmospheric world, than there is in the lithospheric world, which is the earth world or the physical, visible, solid stuff that we deal with every day. So right. that's first. 
when we talk about the church, all the church is, is an institution, just like radio is an institution and media, social media is an institution, lots of hypocrites in social media, lots of hypocrites in, in, in every phase of everything that we do in our world. Anytime you bring a group of people, human beings, individuals mm -hmm. together, there's going to be some level of hypocrisy. Right. I think what, what highlights the hypocrisy, particularly in the so-called church, is the fact that there is an expectation that they should be at a higher standard. Yes. But there are human that came into that higher standard for the same way you become a politician, you're expected at a higher standard, or you become a news anchor or a newscaster, you're expected at a higher standard. And that's why these people generally fall so 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 heavy. Um, right. And my whole point to everybody, begin to see God as the person that you look up to and not man, not the church, not the institution. The institution is purely a vehicle. If I could travel to South Africa without going on an airplane, I would. But I will go on the airplane and are there issues? Yes. I could give you a litany of complaints I have about, the, about, about that. I mean, traveling to the airport, going through TSA, um, you know, taking off my shoes, emptying out my pockets. It's the same thing. That's an institution. And with that come the challenges. The church is another institution. And with that come some challenges. Beautiful. I think that's well said. I think absolutely. I agree. I think, you know, for me and my faith, um, you know, it's so funny because for me, I have always been very involved in church. But as I grow, as I grow, as I learn, as I have diverse conversation, you know, church takes on a different meaning. And for me, it's about spirituality. For me, it's about understanding my purpose and finding purpose in so many different things, right? It's not finding your identity in that institution. And I think that's if, if, even as I'm asking a question for anyone that's listening and you're, 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 you're feeling conflicted, right? Because church is not working for you. Just know this, find your identity, find your purpose. Church is just like the pastor said, it's just a vehicle. It's just an institution. You have to find your identity. You have to look up. You have to tap into your spirituality and you have to have that relationship with God. You have to create it. Uh, absolutely. And I will say this, that it should not so much be about church working for you. It should be about you working for the church. Yes. Because the yes. church, the institution is what we create. Right. Right. And, and so the responsibility that, all that we have is for us to go in and for us to begin to recreate and that's to create right. as, as God decides, you know, as God, you know, I, that's why I, I really want everybody to understand that the focus has to be God. And once the focus is God, then all the other stuff will, will begin to fall in place. I agree. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much. Man, I could talk all day, but we definitely don't want to keep you. So I want to thank you so much, Reverend uh, Dennis, for coming up and coming on, chop it up and chop it up with us and just being so organic. I just want to thank you so much for just being a supporter um, of our podcast. And, you know, it, it's always good. It's always good to have people like you come on. Uh, this year has been a challenging year. But I do believe that this podcast, which started in a community, I do believe it has blessed and it has been able to touch a lot of people, like you just mentioned, that we don't even know how far our voices are traveling. So certainly, I just want to thank you again for availing yourself. You have an event coming up um, within about a week or so. Ta tell the people a little bit about it. What is it about? Because, you know, that's, an, that's a major event. So talk a little bit about well, that. Well, we're, we're, we're excited about uh, this first installation um, or this first edition of what we're calling Resurgence 2022. Um, and it speaks to the fact that we have a, a year long plan to really give focus on the development and the growth of black businesses. So if you operate a small business, um, you know, if, if you want to grow your business, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, if you want to invest, whether it's in franchising or some other kind of business, we certainly want to invite folks to come out and join us next week, Thursday. We will be at the Brooklyn Navy Yard building 303, which is right across from Wegman uh, Supermarket, and it's going to be exciting. We, you know, there are all of these organizations that have millions and millions of dollars in loan. And we're talking about character loans, where all you need, you, you know, the, the, the underwriting criteria is a signature from, from a responsible person in the community, a clergyman, your pastor, that could be imam, as the case might be, or it could very well be another leader in the community. Just a signature qualifies you. No credit check. As long as you in business uh, before COVID. And I'm talking about millions and millions of dollars. We have about three or four different organizations that will be providing those loans along with some of the conventional loans. So we're excited about the, the, the panel and the group of leaders that are coming together uh, from around the city for this powerful conference that's going to take place next week. And again, those are looking to do business with the city, especially as we get ready for a, a new mayor. This is the time to be qualified and ready for all of the economic opportunities that will be uh, made available during this season. So we're excited about it and we certainly invite folks, uh, resurgence2022.com, resurgence2022.com um, is the conference and certainly the way for those who may want to register and get in. Awesome. Awesome. And we are definitely going to share that on our social media as well. So Reverend, how can people get in touch with you? Do you have virtual churches as well? Do you have virtual um, sessions or how can people follow you online? Absolutely. Yeah, we do have virtual church. Um, the website that I would invite everyone to go to and they could register for our virtual church, globalrisers.com. That's globalrisers.com. And again, I'm doing this powerful series now on God um, and, and how people validate their God power and the God within as well. So uh, that's one. And of course, those who want to reach out to us by way of our um, regular website, they can do that as well. 
risechurchnewyork.org. Rise Church, R-I-S-E, as in I'm rising up, risechurchnewyork.org. Wonderful. You guys heard it first. All right. So as we wrap up, it is the holiday season. Any plans? You have a large family. Are you guys traveling, staying locally? Any plans for the holidays? Well, I, 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 I literally had my, my, my ticket booked for uh, South Africa. Um, I, I don't know that they're going to open up by the time I'm, I'm ready to leave next week. But if not, we'll probably spend the holiday season in the New York area. I'm beginning to make plans for maybe an early trip in, in the early part of next year. But we're excited and looking forward to amazing things to come. Great, great. Well, I am here for you. I'm rooting for you as much as you do the same. We want to thank you again for joining us. You guys, Reverend, happy holidays. To our viewers, happy holidays. You guys be safe. I hope that this uh, episode empowers you and challenges you to live a fruitful life. Um, certainly like, subscribe, and definitely share this episode. We are also going to be taking a much-needed break. Okay, so this is our final episode of the year. We will resume brand new episode February 2022. God's willing. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, you all. Follow us on social media. And again, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye, you guys. Hey, you guys, before we wrap up, it's the season to give. Did y'all know that Chick-fil-A also delivers? Yes. <laughs> Simply earn your way to a savory meal or a sweet treat at Chick-fil-A Flatbush and Atlantic. For every purchase, scan your QR code and earn points on the Chick-fil-A mobile app. That's right. For every purchase, all you have to do is scan your QR code and you can earn points on the Chick-fil-A mobile app. So what y'all waiting for? Download the app. Happy holidays.